I'm your host, Bonnie Wiscom, and this is Burning Brightly, a podcast for moms of faith who are feeling called to share their light with the world, but wonder if they're prepared for the task. As a life coach, entrepreneur, and mom to a large family, I'm honored to be your guide as you face this exciting new phase and begin making your mark. This is where we help each other find the courage to shine. Welcome back, friends. This is episode five of Burning Brightly. I can't believe we're on five already. And thanks so much for being here. Just like last week, today we're going to do a little life coachy exercise, okay? And we're going to look at ourselves again from the outside, which can be a little bit unfamiliar if you're not used to this sort of thing, but I'm going to walk you through it, okay? What we're going to do today is we're going to develop or learn how to develop the role of compassionate observer. So I want you to think for a second that you are walking along the sidewalk and you see something tragic happen, a car accident or um, someone has an injury or something and there's nothing you can do. All you can do is sit there and become a compassionate observer. What would that look like? It would probably look like thinking thoughts along the lines of, oh my gosh, I hope they're not hurt. Wow, I can't imagine that would be awful. And just kind of holding space for the person that is struggling. This is what we're going to learn to do for ourselves. Doesn't that sound fun? It is. It's one of my favorite parts of understanding myself a little bit better is to become this compassionate observer to myself. Okay, so first let's define compassion. Okay, that's a big word and kind of a heavy one. But the dictionary tells me that someone who is compassionate is someone who has deep sympathy and sorrow for another who is stricken by misfortune, often accompanied by a strong desire to alleviate the suffering. That sounds pretty good, right? Again, back to the example of the car accident you're watching. You have sympathy, you have sorrow for the people involved. You very often have empathy. You put yourself in their place like, I can't imagine what that would be like. And then very often accompanied by a desire to help. Usually there's a call to 911 or, a, you know, if there's any way you can help, you want to do that, okay? But we're going to do this for ourselves and not just when there's big, scary accidents in our life, but with teeny tiny mistakes and misfortunes and failures that are going to come to us as we embark on this phase of building something for ourselves. Now, let's first off acknowledge that compassion does not come easily towards ourselves, okay? We don't often allow ourselves to feel compassion for ourselves. Instead, what I've noticed is that we often come up with three other main emotions. They tend to be guilt, where we'll think, oh my gosh, this is my fault. Let's take the car accident example. Oh my gosh, if I had seen that car, I shouldn't have been speeding, whatever. It's my fault. There's some guilt there. Another emotion is blame often comes up. Oh, it's his fault. How could he have run that red light? Did he not see me? We want to blame someone else for the tragedy. Or self-pity, woe is me, oh my gosh, I don't know if my insurance is going to cover this, it's going to cost so much money, and now I'm hurt, I'm going to have to go to the hospital, right? So some combination of those three emotions, guilt, blame, and self-pity, are usually what come up when we experience something unfortunate or something that we don't love in our life. It's not usually compassion. And frankly, when you think about it, those three emotions, guilt, blame, and self-pity, feel terrible. (laughs) I don't like feeling any of those emotions. What they do is they keep us focused on what has gone wrong in the past and they keep us stuck there, just wallowing and ruminating on it. Like, oh, if only, if only, poor me, woe is me. That is not where we want to stay. Now, if you're going to be starting a new project, building this business, 
developing a hobby, putting yourself out into the world, you must develop compassion for yourself. And the bonus is developing compassion for yourself will actually benefit all areas of your life. So the next question is, why is compassion so much better than those other emotions, than guilt, than blame, than self-pity? For three reasons. Okay, you ready? Number one, compassion communicates love. I've never been able to feel compassion towards someone that I do not love, which just goes to show we should probably love everyone so that we're able to feel compassion towards all of them, right? If you can learn to feel compassion for yourself, there is literally no one on the earth you will not be able to feel compassion towards. Why is this? Well, it's because we know ourselves best. We know all our imperfections and our shortcomings. We know those thoughts that blip into our mind that we would never share with anyone else. We know those weird quirks. We know our mistakes. We know our past. We know everything about ourselves. And so loving and accepting ourselves the way we are right now is our first and very often our biggest, hardest job. As Christian women, we sometimes skip over this step because we don't like to think about ourselves much at all. We're told to be selfless and to serve and to always be thinking about other people. But if we are commanded to love others as we love ourselves, wouldn't that mean that loving ourselves is our first job? Because if you don't love yourself, it becomes a little bit difficult to know how to love another like yourself. Does that make sense? If we want to love others like ourselves, we have to learn how to love ourselves first. Now imagine for a second that you are going forward on this path to creating a business and you know that it's going to be full of mistakes and stumbles and failures, but what if you knew that all of those mistakes and failures would be met with pure love? Can you imagine for a second having a boss like that, that when you showed up late to a deadline or you messed up a report or you just totally dropped the ball on something, that you would just be met with love and acceptance and compassion? That would be incredible. But guess what? You can be that boss for yourself. What? Let's do that, right? Let's become that perfect boss that just exudes compassion and love towards ourselves no matter what goes wrong. Okay, the second reason that compassion feels so much better than those other emotions, than guilt, blame, self-pity, is that compassion is not self-indulgent. Now, you're going to hear about indulgent emotions a lot in life coaching, but those three are classic indulgent emotions. They're the emotions that feel good in the moment, but keep us stuck and do not help us progress. Now, all emotions need to be processed. When they come up for us, we need to feel them and then move on. Very often, I find myself just circling the drain with those. Blame, 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 guilt, 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 self-pity all day long. It's very difficult to move through these if we allow them to sit and just wallow in them. And I think that the main reason for this is because of our self-preservation side of things. Remember episode three where we talked about our brain sabotaging us because it's just easier to not do the hard thing? It's so much easier for me to sit around feeling sorry for myself that my last course launch didn't go well, didn't make any money, than it is to just move through that failure and get back to work. Instead, I just want to sit around feeling sorry for myself. That's so much more fun. And maybe if there's ice cream involved too, (laughs) I can sit around and eat the ice cream, feel sorry for myself, instead of just looking at it, feeling compassion for myself and the disappointment I feel, and then getting back to work. Compassion also requires of us that we look at ourselves from that third person perspective. We need to look at ourselves lovingly, with understanding, with a listening ear and without judgment. We need to be that best friend for ourselves. Put an arm around ourselves metaphorically, right? I know this sounds weird to do this to yourself, but trust me, it is 
so powerful to show up for yourself as that best friend that you wish you had or as that boss that you wish you had and say, gosh, that must have been frustrating. I'm so sorry that that course launch didn't make money and you had bigger expectations for it. Or I'm so sorry that nobody showed interest in this program that you put out or this product that you poured your heart and soul into. I understand. Now let's get back to the drawing board and figure out what went wrong. Now, the third reason why compassion is so much more important and better than guilt, blame, and self-pity is, and I would argue that this is the most important reason, is that compassion is Christ-like and it channels Christ's love. Now, you may have noticed that the word compassion comes up a lot in the scriptures, especially when it comes to Jesus Christ. The scriptures are frequently talking about Christ's compassion towards his followers, towards sinners, towards those who hated him. Everyone he met felt his compassion. In fact, in the Book of Mormon, which is an additional piece of scripture that our faith has, there's a scripture that talks about Christ's bowels being filled with compassion. Isn't that some great imagery? Can you imagine just your your entire abdomen being filled with compassion for those around you and for yourself? Can you imagine for a second if that's how you felt towards your husband and your children and the annoying neighbor and even yourself? I love this thought that the amazing Jody Moore shares, and she says that she believes it is impossible to love anyone more than you love yourself. And I firmly agree. So let's bring more Christ-like love into our lives in general by feeling his love for ourselves first. Okay, so my challenge for you today is to embrace this practice of stepping into the role of compassionate observer every single day. Figure out a way that works for you. Maybe writing a journal entry could be a really powerful way to do it. You sit down and write to yourself as if you are that compassionate best friend looking at your day. You could do it just while looking at yourself in the mirror. You're washing your face and saying this to yourself, right? It could be while you're driving home at the end of the day. But choose a time and place where you are going to look at what you accomplished, what you didn't accomplish, what you made mistakes on, what you screwed up, the things that transpired during your day and review them with your best friend, with your compassionate observer. Allow yourself to feel love and compassion wash over you for all of the things that you did today. Good, bad, ugly, it doesn't matter. And to allow yourself that fresh start. I talk about this a lot, you guys, but there is no way to improve yourself through self-loathing, through guilt, through blame, through self-pity. It is only through compassion and love and understanding that we are doing the very best we can every single day. Show love and acceptance towards yourself with a healthy dose of accountability and there is nothing that you cannot accomplish. So let's go out there and create something amazing. Goodbye, friends. Are you looking for even more wisdom and encouragement to burn brightly? Click the link in the show notes to download the free starter guide to building a business of your own or to schedule a free coaching call with me. And if you loved this episode, don't forget to share it with a friend who might be feeling the call to burn a little brighter. Thanks so much for listening. I'll talk to you next week.